going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. Matt, Sunday night, 49ers play tomorrow night, so that's why we're bringing the preview show to you guys now. Yep. Not feeling so hot going into this one. How are you feeling? Not great, man. This might be a disaster. Um, I feel like things are breaking the wrong way at the wrong time. Um, and we'll get into it, but you look at what the 49ers DB room looks like, and then you look at what the Rams are bringing to the table. Um, you look at the offensive line issues that the 49ers are having, and Von Miller's going to make his debut. We're in a primetime game. We're 0-2 with the 1994 red throwbacks. They're wearing them again. It could be 0-3. I, you know, I want to be optimistic, but with the Rams coming off a really tough loss to a really good Tennessee team that kind of embarrassed them. I just don't know, man, because I watched, you know, we'll just get into it right now. Um, the 49ers are not good. You know, the, the, the 49ers lost last week to a, to a down and out Arizona team that got absolutely mollywopped today by the Carolina Panthers and the returning savior, Cam Newton, who I am not a fan of who I've always referred to as Fig Newton because he's soft. If Cam Newton is soft, I don't even know what to tell. The 49ers are Charmin, like wet Charmin, because the 49ers got absolutely whooped by a team that looked completely outclassed and underprepared. And now you're going against a Rams team that's going to be pissed off after getting embarrassed by the Tennessee Titans last week. They're adding Odell Beckham Jr. They're adding Von Miller. And the 49ers are sitting there with a decimated right side of their offensive line and DBs that you don't even know what what to expect. This is going to be a bloodbath, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah, um, that's a pretty accurate description of how how it's going to be. I I think, uh, guys, make sure you go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 49ers Hive, so you can join and share your thoughts. We cannot see any comments through Twitter, so if you're watching through Twitter, Please go over to YouTube real quick and join there. We'd love to talk for an hours with football with you guys. Um, Hung Fast is not even five minutes in and Cam Newton slander. I love it. I know. It's my favorite That's thing Matt. to do. That's Matt. Yeah. Um, I love it. The whole, obviously the big news from the last week, the Rams did land Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and then Robert Woods, their starting wide receiver, tore his ACL, which is huge for them. Um, Cooper Cup obviously is our number one, but Woods still did a lot for the Rams offense. Uh, Matt, do you expect a kind of delay for Odell Beckham to get in there and get up to up to speed? I mean, we're not going to see him 100% Monday night, right? Um, I don't think so, because I th- with a wide receiver coming in, right, even if they don't know the terminology, it's as simple as Matthew Stafford calling the play and then being like, Odell, this is like you running a 10-yard out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's as simple as that. Just tell the receiver what route he's running. And Odell Beckham, as evidenced by the video that his father put out, gets open. So um, it shouldn't be a problem. Really weird timing that Robert Robert Woods goes down with an ACL injury to kind of open the door for Odell. But I mean, I don't know. It, it looks it's looking like Odell could be making a big impact here. And on top of just Odell being out there um, and making catches, the byproduct of him being on the field is that it's the defense is going to think about it, which means that Cooper Cup could end up, you know, being more open than usual because of that. So this very well could be something where the 49ers are just spread too thin, particularly when you're talking about, you know, who's going to be in uniform for them. Um, it's looking like Diamador Lenore and Ambry Thomas are going to be out on the field finally. 
But, you know, if you talk about it before the season, you're like, oh, great. We want to see what we have in the rookies. But they haven't played, so now you're just like, oh, man, are they that bad? Like, we're getting to week 9, week 10, week 11, and we haven't really seen these guys. What if they're really bad? (laughs) You know? So, and this is a primetime game, too. Everything that the 49ers have is going to be on the table. All their struggles, all their successes, everything is going to be put out there. This could get real ugly really quick. I expect Odell to make an immediate impact just because Sean McVay is going to tailor that. Um, There was a report coming out that he might even field punts. So they're going to work hard to get him involved, and I don't know if the 49ers can really stop that. Yeah, and it's almost like the 49ers couldn't have picked a worse time to trot out Ambry Thomas and Diamond Lenore after having plenty of opportunities to get them in there and get some experience. Now they face the Rams with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, OBJ, um, and it's a tough, tough offense and a tough thing to ask of two rookies. We'll see how much playing time they get. Um, I was pulling up the injury report here, and I know Josh Norman and I believe Kirk Patrick, Drake Patrick, were both injured um, and probably questionable going into the game. So it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously we know – Mike McGlinchey's out. He's out for the year. Yep. Um, but also Maurice. Big Hurst, injury, too. Wilson. That's a tough one. Ooh, yeah. Muhammad Sanu, Hasty, and Kirkpatrick has been ruled out. So for a fact, Kirkpatrick will not play. Questionable. Josh Norman, Jimmy Ward, and Arden Key. So Norman and Kirkpatrick, possibly both of them won't be there. For sure, Kirkpatrick won't be there. Um, it's going, probably going to be a huge you know, issue for the 49ers going into Monday night. But I will end with this. I can't imagine how much worse Lenore and Thomas can be. And I say that kind of knocking on wood because it could always get worse. But they're, Norman and Kirkpatrick were pretty damn bad for the amount of snaps they've gotten with the Niners. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but I caught Josh Norman on Cowherd earlier this week. Mm-mm. No. It no. Was bad. It was bad. Uh-oh. He just how'd it go? What? He Colin asked him about like what happened and this and this and that. He gave a bunch of non-answers. He deflected. He just didn't acquit himself very well on that show, in my opinion. Um, he, you know, he doesn't sound like he knows very much what's going on. If I could be blunt, as it were. Um, just not very well spoken, just not acquitting himself well on that show. And, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, man, he's caused some forced fumbles and he had that tip pick. But what he's giving you on the field is not representative of what you need. Um, and this is not normally, you know, it's not about, oh, how you do an interview or whatever. But the way he gave that interview to Cowherd was it, it's very insightful as to how he acted on the field. He just doesn't have... He doesn't represent himself in a way where he's taking accountability for what he's supposed to be doing. You know, he basically was saying like, oh, you know, me and me and Cliff Kingsbury were having like a nice little, you know, repartee and the league was like, oh, they don't want us to do that. And then other people got involved and it's not he didn't take responsibility for his part in it at all. Colin asked him if he also gives knowledge to the younger players. And he's like he was very noncommittal about it. Um and it just, I don't know. If Josh Norman is your number one uh, number one cornerback in 2021, you're in a lot of trouble. And I, I see that from the 49ers right now. They're in a lot of trouble. 
you know, and if they're not getting home on Matthew Stafford early and often, they're going to get carved apart. It's not even, not even a question that it's going to happen. So I just, I worry about what's going on in that defensive backfield. And I know it's like, how much worse could it get? I, I hesitate to, to find out the worst case scenario with that question. And I feel like it could be coming at this point. I usually like to stay, you know, when we come here next week and we're talking about 49ers versus Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to be super optimistic. Don't, no lie. I'm going to be, we absolutely should win that game. This game on Monday night, it's a home game, which means that they're not going to play well because they haven't at home traditionally. I just, I don't know. It's looking like it might be an ugly game. Yeah. Joey says deflecting questions greater than defecting passes. Norman probably. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. I got to check out that interview. But yeah, it's almost like you're a veteran. You're brought in here to fill a specific role and you're not doing that. Not only that, you're hurting the team. I said it after last week's game. I would have cut Josh Norman Monday morning after that whole debacle he got into with Cliff right. Kingsbury. And I know Cliff and it said – It shows you how bad the DB room is when they can't even afford to do that. Yep. You know, it's a 10-year vet. Like if, if, if a, like a rookie or a second-year guy is going on Cowherd and kind of deflecting and not taking responsibility for his own stuff, that's one thing. It's a young guy. Like maybe they don't know or you know they're still trying to learn how to be a pro. This is a 10-year vet. That can't even take responsibility for the fact that he did something he wasn't supposed to do. I don't care if the situation was even different. The optics are that Josh Norman screwed up. So when Josh Norman goes into the public and talks to the media, the best thing for him to do as a pro, whether it's his fault or not, is just to say, you know what? I got out of pocket. That's on me. I need to be better. I talked to my guys. I apologize to the team. Whatever, whatever. Right? Give that coach speak. Because right now, I mean, the big narrative, I'm sure you've seen it on social media and going around on all of the feeds and the media and the beat reporters and everybody is talking about there's a distinct and obvious lack of, of leadership in this locker room. I saw an article earlier today that was like, yeah, Kittle is the on-field leader of the team, blah, blah, blah. But do they have a guy that can make other players feel uncomfortable? Do they have a guy that can challenge other players to do more than what they're doing? And that's the real question. Josh Norman obviously isn't that guy. Um, you know, Fred Warner and George Kittle are kind of the leaders right now, along with Trent Williams. You know, who who is going to pick up that mantle? You got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's obviously a leader, but his play is kind of taking away from his messaging. You know, it's one thing if you have, like, Seattle got shut out today. You know, Russell Wilson came back <clears throat> from an injury. Russell Wilson's going to hit that locker room and be a leader for that locker room. And I guarantee you next week they come out better than they did today because Russell Wilson's going to take accountability and he's a good enough player that he can, he can, you know, get into other players ears and challenge them and be like, Hey, this is not good enough out in public. It's going to be like, it's on me. It's my fault. It's this and this and that. But Russell Wilson is going to be able to go to DK Metcalf who got kicked out of the game today and be like, dude, that's not good enough. You can't be that guy. We need you out on the field. You can't be doing that stuff. And it's one thing for Jimmy Garoppolo to say that stuff because I do feel like he would. But then the way that he's playing doesn't engender the respect that comes with that, right? He's not he's not a good enough player to challenge people like that. Because as soon as he challenges somebody, they're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah? Well, why is Sanu on IR? You know, what was yeah. up with that interception last week? This and this yep. and that. He doesn't have the cachet to do that. 
There's three players on this team that do, but none of the three in Williams, Kittle, and Warner are the type of leader that's going to do that sort of thing, you know? Yep. And we'll get to Warner later because, honestly, for, for whatever shortcomings Warner has, man, I got to tell you, John Lynch needs to stop giving interviews. Yeah. Um, we can get into that right now if you want. But sure. I totally agree with you. There's no guy, and I, I feel like if it was – either Jerry Rice, I forget who else, former 49ers said, who in the locker room is going to stand up and say, you didn't do good enough. You also didn't do good enough. We all need to step it up. Right. I don't think the Niners have that guy right now. And it shows. It shows after these you know, piss poor performances week after week. Exactly. And, and you need the a performance to back you up too, right? Because yep. Jerry can do that. Jerry could could do that back in the day because it's like, you know, you didn't do good enough. Okay, Jerry, what'd you do? I had nine catches, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. <laughs> like, what the fuck you want from me? Yeah, you know, like exactly. that, That's the sort of thing that Jerry can do. But there's nobody on this team that is so head and shoulders above anybody else with, I mean, again, with the exception of maybe Trent Williams and Nick Bosa. But, I mean, you know, Nick Bosa's a third-year guy. We've all heard him. He's not that type of guy. No. Like, Very Nick soft-spoken. Bosa reminds me of the cool dude at the beach that wants to go surfing on a, yeah. on a Thursday morning. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Bosa is not going to be that vocal leader. So they absolutely need a vocal leader and someone who has the credibility to challenge other players on their performance. They just don't have that right now. They don't. And it shows. It really does show. Um, but let's get into the John Lynch sh- shoving his foot in his mouth once again. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to pull up the quote here. So I know he spoke about – Fred Warner, um, and it was basically he's not having the type of year that we expected, and we know he got the big money contract, um, and I think he says among the lines of we know what's what's expected of him, and he knows that too. Why yeah. does John Lynch keep doing this, Matt? First, it was Brandon IU. I don't, I don't know. I listen. I don't mind him like criticizing players and criticizing performances. My issue with what he said about Fred Warner was after he said he's not having the type of season that we expected from him, he brought up the contract. Like, keep other players' money out of your mouth. But Listen, you want to criticize his performance on the field, that's fair game. But let's not pretend like Fred Warner didn't earn that contract. It's not even as much as like, what are you going to give me as the future, as much as it is, yes, we're looking towards the future, but also Fred Warner has played well enough in the past to justify paying him that amount. You know what I mean? So like take the money thing off the table. You also have to look about, uh, you know, at what's going on, right? Like the number two linebacker on the team right now is Aziz Al-Shair, who's been battling ticky tack injuries the whole time. Right. Um, Dre Greenlaw has been out essentially the entire year. And then after you get outside of, of Aziz Al-Shair, what are you looking at? You're looking at like Demetrius Flanagan fouls and, Marcel Harris, who's a converted safety. Like, this is not a deep linebacker group. And so you're asking Warner to fulfill a role and fulfill uh, an expectation in a new defensive scheme because what what D'Amico Ryans is doing is different than what Warner was asked to do under Robert Sala, and that's going to take time. But you're asking him to play with essentially, like, cast-off garbage, you know, and no disparity to the players because obviously, you know, what I'm talking about is, like, NFL – you know, in, in 
the scheme of NFL, right? Like uh, there's no, I mean, obviously I can't play linebacker in the NFL. That's not, I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm better than whatever, whatever. We don't want to make that mistake. I don't need no scallenge, you know, scallenges <laughs> up in here. I, I ain't trying to like challenge Brian Scalabrini to play football or whatever. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's just like Warner doesn't have a lot of help in that linebacker core. Um, he doesn't even have a lot of help behind him and he doesn't have a lot of help in front of him. You know, it seems like Bosa and Warner are out on an island. They're doing everything that they can, and they're just not getting the support that they need. Um, you're talking about a defense that was supposed to be a three-level defense, playmakers and and pass rushers and all this stuff, and it just hasn't been the case. So to me, it's you can criticize the performance if you want, but you got to take the money out of the mouth out of, out of your mouth. And the fact that just John Lynch just goes on the radio and just throws this stuff out there. It's just like, what is the purpose of this? What are you trying to accomplish? There's being transparent and there's also like talking too much. Right. And, and I think that John Lynch at this point is talking too much. Yep. Uh, By the way, coach T Bates says, did you ever see Jerry do that? No, no. Jerry has said himself. He does. He's, he's gone after guys in the locker room. He's held them accountable in the locker room. That's exactly. Jerry does it behind closed doors and the real leaders are going to do that. But with the way that the 49ers come out in very important spots and that they come out flat in so many situations, I just don't think they have that leader. And obviously Kyle can only do so much. Kyle, obviously, I mean, you can't tell me that Kyle doesn't have a case of the red ass and that he doesn't want to win every single time, but it's one of those things where the same person tells you the same thing over and over and just kind of like want, want, want in your ear, you know, they need somebody who has cachet, who's a peer, who is somebody that's in that locker room in the fight or whatever that, you know, can, can take over that leadership role. And they don't have that right now, but it doesn't help when Lynch is out in public, just kind of just yapping for KMBR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the the official quote was um, Fred's not having the season thus far that he expects that we expect. And sometimes I think you get a big contract. You got a lot going on in your mind and you probably tried to do a little too much probably needs to zero in and just focus on his job. And so, you know, yes, leadership and all that, but at some point you also got to get your job done. It's just unnecessary. I mean, it, it really is. Like you said, yeah. touching on his, his big payday, none of that is necessary. All you need to do is said, Fred knows a level of expectation that's expected of every, every week in and out. Um, whether he gets that or not, that's something that we can, you know, take care of at practice during the week or whatever. You don't need to necessarily say he hasn't lived up to it. And especially after you got this big paycheck that I signed off on, he's not living up. No, that's just unnecessary, especially after you've done it all season with Brandon Ayuk. Um, it's just, yeah. Joey says uh, he's a media guy, but he's failing at handling the media. He's got to stop. Yep. They hired him from being a TV you know, commentator with Fox NFL, Fox Sports, whatever. Brought him into this to do the role, sim- simply a face, the symbol, because in all other respective avenues, Kyle Shanahan does the general manager job for the most part. And then he's still failing at that. It's like, dude, come on, John Lynch. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, you can't. I mean, to go after the best players on your team while leaving, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but the way he went about it was like, whatever. If you want to say he's not having that season that we expected or that he expected, that's one thing. But then again, you just go into the the thing of where you're assuming what Fred Warner's mindset is by saying, oh, he got the big contract. You know, with that comes things that you think about. Like, you don't know what Fred is thinking. You don't know what his mindset is. 
and you're just going to put that out there in public. If I'm Fred Warner, I'm sitting there going like, why is this dude talking about me? Like, exactly. I don't feel like John Lynch has gone to Fred Warner and been like, hey, I'm going to say these things or, hey, yeah. this is how it is, because that's not what John Lynch's job is. And so if his job isn't to talk to the players. He definitely can't go and talk to the media about the players. No, no not at all. Uh, Coach D. Base, I truly believe that we will upset the Rams tomorrow. B.A. is going to show up big tomorrow night. I love the optimism, man. We'll I love the optimism because the 49ers are getting smoked. Yeah. Debbie said, don't understand, John. He's acting like he's in a small room with the interviewer and no one else will hear what he's saying. Disrespectful to Fred, who is doing all he can without help. It's over the top. Right. Exactly. Well said. And this brings me back to when Kyle Shanahan went on Sean McVay's podcast talking about, oh, we were so close to getting Matt Stafford, but you got him. Uh, We gave up all this. And it's like, why are you saying this now publicly? This is like something you tell your kids like 20 years down the line. You want to know crazy right. story? We almost actually landed him. But you should be did. talking to Sean McVay about that after the season. Exactly. Right? When they're exactly. smoking cigars poolside. And, and Jimmy's like on a different team. Yeah, 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 yeah. All <laughs> yeah. that stuff. The timing is off, not only on the field, but off of the field with, with the Niners. It's, it's all bad. You know um, what it makes me think? It makes me think that they felt that they truly felt like this was a Super Bowl roster and that their GMing and their coaching and the way that they did things was a little laissez-faire. Yeah. That they were like, you know what? It was the injuries that screwed us up in 2020. We're good otherwise. And so they took their foot off the gas. Yeah. All breaks, no gas. That's what this season is right now. All breaks, no gas. It really does seem like it. Uh, Ian Sharp said, Lynch is still acting like he's on TV. He's an insider now. Basically... I mean, basically, yeah. the stuff that he shares, if it's not Brandon, I, I mean, now it's Fred Warner. We all hate it. Like, we all hate coach speak. We all hate the nothing answers. But there's a reason why that's the norm. And maybe John Lynch needs to take a little more of that into account. Because you can't be throwing people under the bus like that, especially not your best players. Not if you want them to continue to, you know, work hard or whatever. Is Fred Warner having a great season by Fred Warner standards? No. But he's still easily the best linebacker on the team. Not even close. Not even close. It's it's like Nick Bosa is the best defender on the team, and then Fred Warner's right there. Like you know what I mean? It's like a one A one B situation. Exactly. Yeah. So he just really needs to relax. Uh, Hung fast says Lynch needs to f off. Honestly, going to disenfranchise the few good players the Niners have. You know what I said, and I saw a few other people say too. When have they ever said any of this about Jimmy? Is Jimmy having the type of season they expected? Right. And he's getting 27, 26 million. It's like, when will this ever be said about your quarterback? Arguably the most important position on your team has right. almost never lived up. And, to the, and the dude and the dude that you know you're going to replace. And that yeah. the dude that knows he's going to get replaced. Yeah. It's, if, if ever there was a time for them to criticize Jimmy Garoppolo, it's now. Yeah. It's like, you know, your leash is short, bro. We don't have to coddle you anymore. You know, if you want to pout about it, we'll pull you and we'll put Trey in. Yep. You know, but you're doing it. You're doing it to Fred, who you're definitely not replacing Fred Warner. No. What are you doing? Ian says, this is, I think this is what they expect from Jimmy. If so, that's sad. That's very sad. That, and why? When you have a viable option ready to be put in. Yeah. Um, which speaking of Trey Lance this is a perfect segue. Shanahan was asked um, on, I believe, Thursday about when he will start Trey Lance. And that press conference was a little 
little feisty from Shanahan. It's a bit of a long quote here, Matt, but I'm going to read it to you if you don't mind. Um, he said, you do it when it's good for the football team and what's good for the quarterback, but you don't just sit there and treat it like, hey, let's make sure we get him a series sometime in the second quarter so he can get that experience and continue to develop. That's not how you make decisions. I want Trey to get ready. Trey's going to be the guy of the future, and I think Trey is going to be a very good quarterback here for a long time. That's why we drafted him. That's why we made those moves. I'm as eager for that as everyone else is. There's no hidden agenda here to not play the guy that we committed a ton to, but my biggest commitment, no matter what the pressure is and no matter what anyone says, is that we're going to do it when it's right for Trey and when it's right for our team. And we don't think it's that moment yet. It could be very soon. I always have a package in for him, not just to get him experience, but because I think it's effective to have an option at quarterback who brings a different skill set. But I also think I like what Trey did versus Arizona. There were some things he didn't do great, but he showed out there what that he can play this game. It's not too big for him. There was a great chance he was going to start the next week versus Indy with Jimmy not fully healthy. But Trey had a setback in that injury, so it sent him back a couple of weeks. And that doesn't mean you get two weeks off and you're right back to hey, let's get him a series. No, he was making progress. That slowed him down a bit. But he's gotten two weeks. This is his second week of practice right now, and he's getting back right back to where he left off Arizona. And it's very important to me, the staff and him, how much work we put into him, that he's getting better every single day because when he do- when his time does come, excuse me, whether it's this week, whether it's next week, whether it's, you know, if we get eliminated from the playoffs, whenever it is, I want to make sure that he's the most ready possible for himself and for the team. What do you make of that? I make of it that what Kyle is actually saying, if you translate it, if you listen carefully, is, dude, let me let Jimmy die on his shield this week against the Rams, and we'll put Trey in there next week against Jacksonville where we can give him a layup to build confidence. That's what it is, you know. Let Jimmy get killed by Von Miller and Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. Um Stewart saying it's going to be interesting to see how Shanahan calls a game tomorrow without a starting right tackle. Hopefully he doesn't put Garoppolo in situations where he throws picks and fumbles. At this point, I, th- I feel like Kyle expects Jimmy to throw picks and fumble the ball. Kyle could dial up the best offensive play in the world, but if you know Jimmy does what he did last week, and I don't know if you saw the view from like the back judge or whatever, Jimmy Garoppolo when he threw that pick to Buda Baker. Yeah, but like yeah. Jimmy didn't even see him. No, like the whole time. And it's funny because the way the angle works is you see Buda Baker in the lower right hand and he goes all the way across and Jimmy never once even glances his way to look at him. Didn't even see him. So to me, this is just like Shanahan knows that this is a tough stretch in the schedule and that you can't feed Trey Lance to the Rams with the way they're playing right now. You have to just, I mean, you don't want it to get so bad that the season is completely lost. But at the same time, if they lose this week, they're three and six. And what do you have to lose by putting Trey in? You know, now you're now you're more more than halfway through the season. Trey gets to start the second half because, you know, you're either trying to make up games or you're letting it rock the way that it is. But at the same time, the one thing that will be abundantly clear is that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to take you to the playoffs. If the if this team falls to three and six, it will be readily apparent. Uh, if it isn't already, I mean, it's it's readily apparent to us. Yeah. I think that Kyle is just trying to delay it a little bit longer, a little bit longer, because what he's telling you is, dude, if Trey didn't get hurt against Arizona, he would have started against Indy. Yeah. And if he starts against Indy, then maybe he starts against, you know, whoever. Maybe he starts the next game. Maybe he starts the next game. 
you know, maybe he played in Chicago. You don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, look what happened. I know it's a completely different situation, but uh, Cap went in when Alex Smith got injured, and I mm-hmm. am like 90% sure Jim Harbaugh had no intention of nev- never putting Alex Smith back in, but Kaepernick just completely took off, and it was like there's no way we can go back to Alex Smith. When we just saw what this guy brings to our offense, it's a completely different level. I'm not saying that that's what they would have gotten with Trey Lance, but there's a chance that he did enough to prove, okay, this guy can probably do what Jimmy does and bring the extra added element of yeah. the mobility, the giant arm, not being limited to throwing to the middle of the field, eight to 10 yards tops. It's it's a lot. Well, And the most important thing is that no matter how good Jimmy Garoppolo plays at this point, we know he's capped. He's going to play one or two good games and then he's going to he's going to drop a dud and he's not going to play well. And that's just Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. He's inconsistent. He's mediocre. We don't know what Trey ceiling is. We think we might have an idea, but until he gets there, we don't know. Um, do I think Jimmy Garoppolo was the reason they lost last week? No, but also he didn't elevate his team to the point. Dude, there were points left out on the uh, on the board that Jimmy could have had, you know, yeah, everybody's going to point to the two fumbles from Kittle and from Debo Samuel, or I'm sorry, Brandon Ayuk. Um, But at the same time, there were throws that Jimmy could have made that he didn't make that could have put points on the board. So it's not just on the rest of the team because Jimmy played well statistically. The stats don't always tell you the story. You have to watch the game and you have to see – I mean, Mohamed Sanu is on IR because of how well Jimmy Garoppolo played last week. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, if Jimmy Garoppolo puts that ball on Brandon Ayuk in a spot where he can catch it in stride, that's a touchdown. Instead, Brandon Ayuk has to jump, falls to the ground because he dove for the ball, and then gets a punched out from behind. So let's not pretend like Jimmy Garoppolo was like a perfect quarterback last week and that it's on everybody else because it's not. Uh, and you have to start looking at it as like, if we fall to three and six, we have an easy patch of the schedule coming up where we need to get Trey involved. I mean, you're looking at games against teams like again, Jacksonville again, like Houston, you know, teams that Trey can thrive against and start to grow and learn the speed of the game without, without a huge instance of, of you feeling like you can't win the game. If Trey makes a mistake here or there, because he's going to. You know, if you can get trade valuable reps against bad teams, you want to do that because you're not only playing for this season, you're playing for 2022. And if you don't get trade any playing time this year, you're starting from square one next year, because guess what? Players don't learn on the bench. Just ask Jordan love. No, no, they don't. Um, And yeah, Jimmy, definitely. We're not going to get into the Arizona game again, but Jimmy was not the reason they lost, but he definitely do it. Didn't do enough for them to win plenty of throws left out there. And we saw, I want to say it was Wednesday, John York was at practice, and I thought that was pretty interesting. He was speaking to both Kyle and John. I know, not even Jed, John. Not even Jed, John, yeah. Um, and John's while like, he was what's there, happening, boy? Like, what's happening? I, I tweeted out. this team trash? Yeah, I tweeted out, you know, he's probably like, okay, Kyle, you keep saying it's because of what you see at practice is why you're sticking with Jimmy over Trey. I want to see it myself. What do you see right. during the week? Um, but and it's we funny saw- because people are just like, oh, Jed's the owner of the no, 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 no. John and Denise are the owners of the team still. They let Jed run it day to day. But if John is coming to practice, there's some shit going down with the family. They're obviously not happy with what's going on. Yeah. 
I and can't imagine. For him to show remember. up, that's serious. That's very serious. I don't be remember. surprised. Don't be surprised if a quarterback move happens if Jimmy doesn't come out on fire. Yep. I can't remember a time where that's ever happened where John Lynch has showed up to practice. Um, but we saw, I was going to say, Jimmy throw another high ball to Kittle, the exact same pass that uh, Muhammad Sanu got injured on. Yep. Similar pass down the sideline to Kittle, who had to jump up in practice to get it. I mean, these are hospital balls, and and it's going to continue to get players hurt. Um, yeah. Because when Jimmy misses, he misses very, very high. Um, I mean, Trey's going to miss high, too. Let's not let's no, not no, no, understate definitely. that. But hopefully with practice and reps, that can yeah, be Yeah, it's, it's the, hey, can we correct this? You're exactly. right. It's not great right now, but maybe we can fix it for right. sure. If we're talking about him still throwing high eight years down the line or four years down the line as a starter, yeah, then yes, this is a solidified problem. I mean, problem. And if Trey throws high, but then also he can throw the deep bomb outside the numbers, then that mitigates it a little bit. Not great. Still, you don't want you know your your quarterbacks throwing hospital balls anyway. But with Jimmy, you don't get any upside to those hospital balls. It's just like all right, that's because between the numbers, it's supposed to be where Jimmy's the best, and he's still throwing high on people. Yep. You know, we don't even know what Trey is best at yet. No, no, we don't. Um, Corey, this is a good comment. See the fire Cam brought to the Panthers. Whole different swagger on that team. I think Trey will bring that same energy. They were, yeah, they were lit up to play with Cam again. Um, I don't know if Trey will necessarily bring that same, but players kind of rally around the, the player that's new, you know, the quarterback or the returning quarterback, whatever it is. And especially with a rookie Vets usually step up and say, we got to give it another extra, you know, 110% today um, because this guy is new and we know what he can do. If we just do our jobs and maybe a little more, we can all get there together. Right. And, and it's one of those things where maybe the vets initially are like, all right, the rookie's coming in. Let's try to get him something. And then Trey does something. And they're like, oh, oh, wait a second. Hold yeah. on. And it pumps him up a little more. And then it's like this positive reinforcement, right? The veterans are playing harder, which allows Trey to do something else that's cool, which in turn, you know, makes the vets play even harder. And then Trey gets more stuff, you know, and that there could be a potential positive feedback if you just get him in there. At this point, I feel like it's one of those where and we've seen it multiple times. Jimmy will throw something, an interception or whatever. And one of the receivers on the field is just throwing his hands up like, what the hell? You know, yeah. it happens every game. Maybe Kittle doesn't do it, but, you know. Some of these other receivers are just like, I don't understand what we're supposed to be doing. Um, there were multiple plays last week where a receiver was open for a touchdown. Jimmy just didn't look his way. No. So. And that's what's most frustrating. Not I, w- I would live with the fact if he if he hit him and he missed him. If you know, if he threw the ball, didn't connect, that's fine. But right. the fact he doesn't that even he throw doesn't it. Even, no, he doesn't even see him. That's what's most frustrating and apparently cannot be corrected. Because he's years down the line, and this is still occurring. Yeah. Um, moving on, though, we we can always do a full episode on quarterback talk. Matt, the 49ers matched the Rams with their own wide receiver transaction this week. I don't know if you noticed; it was kind of big news. They raved Jalen Hurd three years after one great preseason performance. It finally happened. My only question to you, Matt, is why now? If you even have an answer, I mean, it's all speculative, but I, I, I don't know why now you kept on the roster for this long. I don't know. But who was the guy who was the guy that was talking to me about like he was super excited, man. I, I'm holding out hope because Jalen Hurd's running on the sideline. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything, dude. Like, 
And lo and behold, here we are. He's getting released. I think that it's just easy in the midst of everything else that the 49ers can release Jalen Hurd to minimum social media impact where everybody's so worried about the team being trash and trying to get rid of Jimmy and this and this and that, that they can release Jalen Hurd and people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He sucks. Yeah, I think that's all that it is. And it's just another example of how Lynch and Shanahan can't draft in the first three rounds. No, and I thought it was funny. I think it was the week prior to that. Kyle Shanahan started off his press conference, and right away, we don't expect Jalen Hurd to play at all this season. It wasn't even asked. It wasn't even asked. He just flat out said it, and it's like, while I'm disappointing you, while you guys are already angry at me, yeah. I'm just going to toss this out here and throw it in the fire as well. So, hey, right, deuces. Um, it's unfortunate, but oh well, man. You made a lot of money with the Niners for playing one preseason game. Yeah, that's one of those situations where like your wife comes and yells at you for not doing the dishes, and you're like, "Well, speaking of shit that I didn't do," and then you tell her something <laughs> else, right? Like that's what that is. Right. Well, you're already angry. Let me take it. Well, while you're it. angry, I might as well in for a penny, in for a pound. Let me tell you the other shit that's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, um, guys, we're gonna take a quick second to say thank you to our sponsors. First, we got to say thank you to my bookie. Let me change our view here. Bear with me. Bear with us, folks. Uh, let's see. That's not great, Zach. There hey, we go. Yeah, that's much better. We're getting used to restream. Guys, go check out my bookie right now. There are 49 prompts for the 49ers and Rams game tomorrow night. Um, and if you guys use code Hive, you will get your first deposit matched 100% all the way up to $1,000. I had a couple of bets today. Some are still going right now, actually, in this Raiders Chiefs game. Um, I had a nice six game parlay, fell apart completely. Washington beat Tampa. Um, Lions tied, which is just ridiculous. But plenty of chances for you guys to win tomorrow night. Plenty of great bets. Um, Matt and I, if we get a chance, we'll get into the ones that we like the most. But if you go to mybookie.ag right now, enter code HIVE as in H I V E. Like I said, first deposit instantly matched 100% all the way up to $1,000. Um, it's a great, great opportunity to take advantage of. Like I said, 49 props. Um, they got player props. You can do parlays, and you can bet from anywhere in the country as long as you have international purchases. So go ahead and go to mybookie.ag, code HIVE. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Next, we got a lot else going on here. Oh, sorry. There we go. We got to say shout out to Acre Gold. Get Acre Gold, Fair guys. Stamp. The gold stamp. That's right. I got an email actually this morning that my next gold bar is on its way. So you no longer have to buy gold, guys. My first gold bar is on the way, (laughs) right, Zach? Yeah, sure. (laughs) By forking out hundreds of dollars at a time, you can invest in gold for as little as $50 a month. And once you reach the market price of two and a half grams, they will send you a nice two and a half gram gold bar. Get Acre Gold. Click the link in the bio, or excuse me, link in the description and start buying gold today. Next, we got to say thank you to 81 Vino, 81 by Terrell Owens. He started his own wine company guy, legendary receiver. He's trying to make a name off the court or off the field, excuse me, in the vineyard. Go to 81vino.com, enter code HIVE. You'll get 10% off and free shipping on two or more bottles. Lastly, guys, we got to plug our merch. You know, we got to plug our merch. Shop49ershive.com, code RGS15, as in red gold standard 15, 15% off your entire purchase. We got Debo merch. We got Trey Lance merch. Uh, this is right behind me. That's available in clothing. 
go check it all out, guys. And we're going to have, hopefully, if we get these designs done in time, some new Christmas merch coming out soon. Last year, we did Chanticlaus. I don't think it's appropriate this year. Shanahan's not really loved, so it probably won't sell. So we're going to get some new Christmas merch coming out for you guys soon. Code RGS15, shop49ershive.com, 50% off. All right, Matt. Let's get into these Rams, um, their injury report. They got some players that are questionable. Um, The only player, obviously, that's out is Robert Woods. Offensive lineman, Brian Allen, questionable. Von Miller, questionable. Uh, Darius Williams, questionable. Ben Skaronek, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced that, questionable. And Deontay Dan, questionable. You talked about Von Miller likely going to make his first start. Um, How big is that against this beat-up offensive line for the 49ers? No slim Mike, who's actually improved this year. Yeah, It's a shame he got injured. Are you scared going into this? Trial by fire for Jalen Moore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're not going to just be able to double team Aaron Donald anymore and take your chances with the other guys because Von Miller is a serious pass rusher. It's not a case of sure, maybe you let somebody else get to the quarterback if they can. Right. This is like Aaron Donald needs to be double teamed and you better get the ball out quick because Von Miller's coming for Jimmy Garoppolo's head. And that's not, you know, you're not going to be able to just throw the ball down the field. Especially because we don't even know in terms of, I mean, who's going to be the number three receiver? You know, we have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. That's fine. But Sanu is kind of eating up that role. And now we're like, okay, is it going to be Trent Shurfield? Is it going to be somebody else? Like who who gets to be the third down wide receiver? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. I think the 49ers have enough offense to make things happen if you can protect Jimmy Garoppolo. But with the way that right side of the line is just decimated, I I just don't know. I just don't know. It's going to be very, very ugly. Like you said, trial by fire. Good luck, Jalen Moore. Uh, You are facing just like the DBs, the rookie corners. You got a hell of a test for you right away. And yeah, Stewart said George block. George Kittle will be on pass blocking duty. Likely him. If not, right. Check. Um, and yeah, Joey Jennings probably. Juwan Jennings will hopefully step up into that wide receiver three role. I've seen him on the field more than Sherfield this season. You call. I got to give you credit for this one, Matt. I, along with everybody else, I think I said in one of the preseason episodes, I have a feeling I'm going to own a Trent Sherfield jersey by the end of this year. And you were like, no, this is a preseason star. Yeah. Don't even fall for it. I fell for it. And Trent Sherfield has been. I'm just MIA. like, listen, dude, if people, if people give up stuff for free and you take it, don't overestimate its value. And I feel like that's what happened with Trent Sherfield. He had a couple of good preseason games against guys that aren't even in the NFL anymore. And people were like, I remember the first time that like, so, you know, he, he did Trey had that pass and threw it to him and he had a touchdown and everybody was like, you know who he looks like Antonio Brown. And I'm just like, y'all need to relax with that. And I mean, I hate to say I'm right again, but I'm right. Like Trent Sherfield is exactly who I thought he was going to be. He's just a marginal player that's going to make a roster here and there. He probably won't be here next year, and he'll end up in like Washington as their fourth wide receiver or their special teams guy. And you'll hear from him occasionally, but anybody who is expecting him to be like this 800-yard receiver, Wes Welker slot type receiver is going to be disappointed because that's not who he ever was. 
he wasn't that with Arizona. He's not that here. He's never going to be that. So it's unfortunate that people have to learn the hard way not to raise their expectations. And it sucks that he, he couldn't have proved me wrong. Um, but at the same time, you know, maybe Joey Arredondo, who says that he called Trent <laughs> baby AB, maybe you need to pump the brakes. Yeah. Before you go speeding down that hill, my friend. <laughs> it is funny. Um, but yeah, kudos to you. Uh, Ian Sharp says, Jermichael Hasty out, maybe serving it some time. Bro, you know they're going to give him like one snap, and it's going to be Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. Yep. Um, I thought it was funny too because John Lynch also spoke about Trace Sermon and how he said he was going to get a shot. And I'm like, right now, if he doesn't, you know, what does that mean? That's another instance of like, John, just shut up, dude. Like nobody asked you about that. Nobody asked you to offer up the sermon information. You could have give some nebulous answer. And now you're like, oh, sermon's going to get his shot this week with hasty out. I didn't think it was necessary, especially since he's already had a shot and he looked good and it wasn't enough apparently for Kyle Shanahan to continue to play him. I think, I think sermon stuff is like professional stuff, right? Because Kyle strikes me as a guy who's like really into like, he's a Bill Belichick style, Mike Shanahan style where it's like, if you're not disciplined and you're not being a pro, I'm not going to play you. I don't care how good you are. You know, uh, Kyle is very much a my way or the highway type guy. And I think that's what Sermon's running into right now. Yeah. Joey said, I said in the group chat, the only shot he's getting is his booster. <laughs> Seriously. That's funny. Uh, Fernando says, Von Miller's ankle is worse than expected. He ain't playing. If, well, if, if he doesn't, he doesn't play, play, that's more the benefit for the 49ers. Yeah, that's a, that's a big boost for them. Um, but yeah, I, I jokingly said, when John Lynch said that uh, Trey Sermon will get his shot, I'm like, "Did does Kyle Shanahan know this? Because I have a feeling you're over here speaking. Right. You know, the right hand and the left hand doesn't even know what's going on. It's like, come on, man. It's it's, it's a bit ridiculous at this point. Right. And it's funny. It's the same week that Trent Williams comes out and says, like, Elijah Mitchell has all the tools in the toolbox. Yeah. I yeah. think the 49ers know that Elijah Mitchell is the best running back on the roster. Yeah. Fernando says Rams lost their best interior center. Or lost best interior center Brian Allen. He's ruled out for tomorrow. Oh, okay, last I Too saw. Too bad Nick Bosa plays on the edge. Yeah, seriously. We don't have an interior pass rush. So, nope. Sermon looking out the doghouse tour. <laughs> for real. Yeah. What's going on, Niner Sickness? Thanks for tuning in. Um. So, all right, we're going to start wrapping things up here, Matt. Yep. We know how we do it. Offensive, defensive MVP, final score yep. MVP. What do you got? Elijah Mitchell will be the offensive MVP. He'll have 18 carries for 95 yards and two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. Okay, I like that. Very, very realistic. Um, Guys, make sure you comment your predictions below in the chat. If you get them right, we'll send some merch. Offensive and defensive predictions, uh, player of the game predictions, and final score predictions. If you get it right, we'll send you something. for me, I'm going to stick with my pick from last week because it's the first time I've been right in a long time. I'm going to go George Kittle. Uh, six catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. Nice. Um, Stewart's asking, which D'Amico Ryans will we get? The one at Arizona, the one that made Colt McCoy look like Dan Marino. Uh, we'll probably get last week's. Probably. To be honest. I'm out on D'Amico Ryans. It, it's a tough ask. There was again. no adjustment last week, dude. Like... No. Not even a, like it. It was just bad all the way around. If anything, it got worse. To be honest, this week, this week against uh, 
watching Carolina just mollywop the Cardinals with the same loss of personnel that we faced at home and and they absolutely decimated the Cardinals, I've lost all faith in D'Amico Ryans, unfortunately. Yep. It was very, very – I tweeted out, it made that loss look even worse. Yeah. Because they had, the, like you said, same personnel. Um, defensive MVP, who do you got? You know what I'm going to say. Nick Bosa, three sacks and a forced fumble. We're going to speak it into existence. It's going to happen. happen. He it's had the forced fumble last week. He didn't have the three sacks. Yep. Um, too, bad Fred by the way, too bad Fred couldn't jump on it. Yeah, there was three Niners around it. Ju- Fred jumped on it, and like if somehow he lowered his face mask to hit the ball, and it just squeezed it out. Very unfortunate. Seems like that's the way the season's gone, though. So yeah. Can't really uh, blame him. I'm going to go with... This is actually tough for the defense, um, but I'm going to go with Fred Warner. I think the comments this week, knowing he hasn't been playing up to his expectations, everyone's standards, I think we see an improvement in his performance, and I think he just I – don't, I don't really do like linebacker stat predictions, but I think he's going to have a good game, and people are going to come out and say Tuesday morning, wow, okay, that was the Fred that the 49ers felt justified paying so Fred Warner, right. let's see. Fernando says, do you think this will be a high scoring or low scoring game? Um, it, it just depends. It depends. What team are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. And we'll get side? into that with my final score. <laughs> Ian. Okay. Niners 27, 24. I had a dream. I like it. Stewart. Debo Samuel, 75 yards and a touchdown, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, angry Fred Warner, 12 tackles and a pick. Wow. I love that. Wow. The lack of Jimmy Ward uh, hurt us in the loss to the cards. Yep. Nick Bosa, just like Matt. And Brandon Ayuk's uh, Niner Sickness offensive MVP prediction, 110 yards, two touchdowns. That would be a nice performance for Ayuk. All right. Um, who, who's had – Back-to-back best performances of the year. So final score prediction, and then we're going to wrap things up here, guys. Sock it to me, Matt. People are going to be mad at me for this. I think the Rams win 41-14. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's going to be a blowout. A blowout. It's not even going to be close. Last question for you. Um, is this the last that we see Jimmy then? If that's what happens, if if we if see- that's what happens, then yes, I think we see Trey start against Jacksonville. Okay, I could see it. I yeah. really could see it. We've talked about it for a long I time. Just, the stretch like, of games look, makes got sense. Odell Beckham coming in. The team's going to be pumped. They lost last week to Tennessee. They're going to be pissed off. They're coming to a place where the 49ers don't play well because let's face it, Levi sucks. It's it sucked since they left Candlestick. This 49ers team is listless at home. They're 0-2 in the red 94 throwbacks, which they're throwing out there. You know, the Rams have a decent pass rush, and the 49ers offensive line is trash. OBJ's coming in. They're going to want to get him involved, and this this secondary is in flux. I could see this getting away from the 49ers so quick. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, how many times in the first half of the 49ers scored three, scored six, or whatever. Like, this could get out of hand so fast. And so, I mean, I hate to be that because I want to root for my, you know, I always root for the 49ers and I want to believe that they're going to win. But if I'm being realistic, which I always am, and I'm always going to bring you things that I feel without spinning it, 
the 49ers are going to get boat raced tomorrow. That's just my I, opinion. They're going to get boat raced. Yeah. It's hard to think they won't, honestly. My prediction's a little less severe of an ass whooping, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, that was a severe prediction, but I mean, you know. I'm going to say 28 to 13 Rams. Um, I don't know why. I just get this feeling that they're going to lose, but it's not going to be that bad. It'll probably be like 21 to 3 at one point. And then maybe, just maybe, Jimmy they put gets in a half. Yeah. Yeah. Get a just little maybe. offensive boost. Yep. Joey, yeah, Joey says, Trey in after halftime. I hope so. And hopefully we can come back on the recap show and talk about how, wow, there's some optimism moving forward. The 49ers fan base is finally revitalized. And there's new energy, new life into the team. Even if the playoffs are out of expectation or out of reach, there's at least reason for optimism. I, I really do hope so. And yeah. they need to stop. They need to just set these 94 throwbacks aside. I was as excited as anyone to see them, but they are not doing them justice. The performances they have in these jerseys set them down, fellas. Wait for not another great. year. No. Yeah. Stewart said Kyle Shanahan will have to look decent against his disciple McVay, which will keep the score down a bit. Wait, Corey. Corey says where to wear the 94 throwback jersey with gold pants. Is that like really a thing that they're trying to do right now? Huh. I didn't know that. I'll have to look into that. I don't think that that's what they're going to do. They're going to wear the whole kit with the white pants. We'll, we'll have to see. If you I'm have a link, just post it in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bookie promo code 49ers win, LOL. <laughs> My bookie promo code Cooper Cup has three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's They're going to go off, man. I'm really nervous for this game, honestly. Oh, oh, he said. Corey says, I meant we need to. My fault. Yeah, no, we don't. That jersey <laughs> does not look good with gold pants. No. No, no, no. If the we could bring back those. The numbers. We need to bring back the 98 uniforms. Yeah. Them joints are bad. Yep. Them joints are bad. I love those things. Yep. All right, guys. With that being said, I think that's going to conclude this episode of the Ready Gold Standard podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, we might not be live. To, we're going to try. Matt won't be here, unfortunately, but I'm going no, to I have to work overnight tomorrow. Unfortunately, yeah. I will do my best to be live tomorrow after the game, either solo or another member of Fortnite. I will step in. If um, not, we'll come at you on Tuesday. Exactly. I was just going to say worst case we will be live Tuesday. Um, so subscribe to the channel. If you haven't, we're super close to those subscribers. We're going to give away 49ers Jersey once we reach those subscribers. So just hit the subscribe button guys. If you don't have a YouTube account, just make one. It takes like two seconds. Make an account, subscribe, support for Niners Hive, support Ren Gold Center Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Our handles are below on the screen. And everybody have a great Sunday night. Absolutely. Uh, I want to address Niner Sickness. He says he loves my black lid. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, That's one of my favorite hats. So, uh, you know, it's been a black, it's been a dark season for us. So <laughs> it kind of reflects <laughs> my mood. But I just yep. want to say, you know, we appreciate having you guys here. We love having you here every week. I hope that in the future, Melissa, thanks, of course, for joining us. Number one fan right there. Um, I, I hope that we can get a victory against the Rams against my better intuition. Um, I would love to come in here and say that I was wrong. Please let me be wrong. But if not, you know, come back, join us. We're going to talk about 49ers either way because we love the team. So with that being said, until next time, go Niners. <laughs>